This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. It is Saturday, it's the 8th of July, 2023. And it's the Double Tap Express today, and it's the convention special. You're listening to Double Tap Express, your weekly roundup of what's happening on Double Tap this week. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Oh, hello, Sean Priest. Have I said how much I like that intro music? It's so cool. That's good, because uh, we have it now for, I think, 20 years we have cool. to use this audio, so good. we cannot change this tune <laughs> ever. Ah, well, it's been you? a busy week. It Isn't has. It? You must be exhausted. All the oh wait, what have you done? Um, uh, but yeah, that, that almost felt like a record scratch moment as that music stopped. <laughs> it should have faded. I don't know what quite happened there. I'll uh, get in well touch done. with the music people. Anyway, um, yes, I did absolutely nothing. But two people who did absolutely everything, all the running around. Uh, for us here on Double Tap this week was uh, Michael Babcock, who was at the ACB convention, and Damasi Thomas, who was at the NFB convention in Houston, Texas. Guys, you are tired, but you are here. Yes, oh, come on. Welcome Extended to Double Tap Extended applause, Express. I think, for this. They amazing impl- job. Right, that's Sterling enough. Work. That's enough. Okay. Um, hi, guys. Are you Steve, well? Stephen's looking for the button. <laughs> we don't, I don't have an applause well. button. I'm doing pretty well, anyway. Are you all right? Are you, oh, are you sure? See, that's a problem, man. You should correct that. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, well, I'm good. I'm tired. I think he's on. A, he's on a delay as well with the sounds of it. Are you, are you all right over there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is it yeah. over yet? So I'm using my hotspot because the Wi-Fi in the hotel has not really been good at all. So I've been using my mobile hotspot on my phone, which is starting to act like it's getting a little tired. Yeah, I think it's getting tired as well. I will say, though, the reason I think the internet is so uh, bad in these hotels is because everyone's off downloading threads, it would appear. Everyone wants to have a, a go at threads. Uh, have you yeah. had a go? Everyone had a go? Well, nope. I have. I have time for that. Yeah, I have. And? So, I have not had the time. I don't even know what great. it is. It's not great. I'm just going to tell you. It's not great. It's the new Twitter, Dimashi. It's 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 the thing you are going to be on. We all are. 30 million sign-ups, apparently. Yeah, Man, I'm, I'm not doing it. On, on Mastodon. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? I mean, enough of us have been uh, dealing with the challenge of uh, moving over to something like Mastodon, and you know, the idea of going over through another social network and going through building up another social. No, I don't know if that's for me. Nope. Uh, but we are going to talk about more of that next week. Michael, how are you doing this week? I'm doing great. I'm home, and as I told you guys before we started recording, there's no time like, or no place like being at home. See, I can't even get the words out. I'm so tired. (laughs) I'm just glad it's done. (laughs) There's no time like bedtime, I think he's thinking. (laughs) He just wants to get to his bed. We have got lots to talk about from the event, and both of you are going to be recounting your tales, and we'll be hearing some audio that you guys recorded as well. And uh, these are companies and organizations that are being represented across the different organisations, NFB and ACB, over the course of the week. So we're going to hear that. Also, we're going to hear from Janine Stanley a bit later. She got hands-on with the Celeste glasses, and she gives us her take on that. And we learn about an app called Menus for All, which uh, helps uh, those of you who are in Houston or in Chicago and uh, you were trying to find a restaurant, well, you can get access to accessible menus on this app. And uh, there are thousands of restaurant choices on it across Canada as well. So we'll hear all about that from Stephanie Jones, VP of Marketing, coming up on Double Tap Express. But first, as we do, it is time for the Double Tap News. Grace Scofield's here. Double Tap News with Grace Scofield. Thanks, guys. And we start with the blindness conventions that have been taking place in the U.S. this week. The National Federation for the Blind held their event in Texas this year, and over 3,000 blind and low-vision people made the trip to Houston to meet up, vote on resolutions, and get hands-on with the latest tech. The American Council of the Blind held their event in Illinois, Chicago, where over 900 delegates attended. While the events focus on much more than just tech, that is what we're most interested in here at Double Tap, so it was interesting to learn about the new products launched or promoted there. Starting with Orbit Research, the company, best known for its affordable Braille displays, showed off the new Orbit Speak. It's a modern take on the classic Braille note taker, which features Braille input and speech output, along with haptic feedback, as well as the ability to connect to your smartphone or computer. 
You can use its own built-in apps such as Clock, Calendar, Address Book, and Calculator. And you can benefit from its two onboard modes, Book Reader or Note Taker, while disconnected from other devices. Pricing is yet to be confirmed, but it is expected to be available in the fall. Ventakesh Chair is the CEO of Orbit Research, and he told Double Tap how they came up with the idea. It was very easy to draw parallels with uh, the Braille and Speak, which was a, a revolutionary device. It was, uh, for many, many users, their sort of first um, in a contact with with, with technology for such purposes, and uh, did what it was intended to do fabulously well. So we felt that you know that that need still existed, and there was a there was a a, a place for a simple, very compact, affordable device that. Uh, gave speech output and had Braille input, which also is one of the things that allows it to be really compact. Developing Story. Also at the conventions this week, Humanware showed off a new desktop OCR device called the Odyssey. It's a device shaped like a coffee can and can automatically read documents placed in front of it, or alternatively, you can point and it will read from where your finger is. No availability or pricing has been provided, but we will be sure to keep you up to date on its progress. And there's been an update to the Victor Reader Stream 3rd Gen. It's been pushed out, bringing TuneIn support to the device. The visual interpreter company Ira was also in attendance at both conferences this week, giving a talk about its latest news that it will be honoring the legacy subscription plans for another year, taking them to January 2025. Janine Stanley from Ira explained the decision to Double Tap. If you have one of the legacy plans, which we encouraged you to hold on to, as you remember, uh, but if you have a legacy plan, you can keep that plan until January of 2025. There was a lot of angst out there in the community. Oh my goodness, what am I going to do when my plan ends? The Ira pricing is pretty steep. What am I going to do? Well, we're allowing you to keep those plans. We're going to be announcing probably some more ability to move within those plans soon. Now, if you didn't get one, sorry, 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 but you will if you are a member of ACB, RNIB, CCB, or AEBC. I always can't believe I get that out, all of those. You will get a 10% discount on your plan. If you are a member of NFB, you will get a 20% discount on our new plans. That's not the old plans, that's the new ones. So if you buy a new plan, you're going to get these discounts. And if you're a new IRA subscriber, you're going to get 25 free minutes as a member of any of those organizations. Vispero have launched updates for their popular JAWS screen reader, Zoom Text Magnification and Speech, and Fusion products. At this week's NFB convention, the team showed off some of the new JAWS features coming out in 2024, including a new camera feature that enables JAWS to tell you if you are centered in frame or not. It will also give you information about what's in your background and even let you know if your camera shutter is open or closed. There's also been a big improvement for Braille users coming with a new split display feature, allowing you to put two applications side by side by splitting the Braille display screen in half. For example, on a 40 cell display, you can dedicate 20 cells to a Word document and the other 20 cells could show a website. Vispero says it will allow for greater efficiency for Braille users. As we've been reporting for many weeks now on Double Tap, be My Eyes' new virtual volunteer beta feature is proving a hit with testers. While it's unclear when the feature will roll out generally, it has been announced that the name Virtual Volunteer is being scrapped, with the new name becoming Be My AI. Mike Buckley is the CEO of Be My Eyes, and he told Double Tap that he doesn't have a date in mind yet for the feature to be available. I don't. We, we, we've talked with OpenAI, and uh, we... we... I think we're hoping we can get it done by the end of the third quarter or early fourth quarter, calendar quarter. So, um, but, you know, we're going to go where the data leads us and it's all about safety and efficacy, right? Before, before we push the button. So I hope we, I hope we can do that. 
away from the conventions, and into the world of social media, where it was another difficult week for Twitter after owner Elon Musk introduced limits to the amount of posts users can read in a day. The billionaire announced the temporary measure to address extreme levels of data scraping on the site. Musk said back in 2022 that he was not happy about artificial intelligence firms using Twitter's data to train their large language models. And he has not yet provided an update on whether the limits will remain in place permanently or temporarily. Meanwhile, over 30 million users have so far signed up for Meta's newly launched Threads app on its very first day, according to the company's chief. Mark Zuckerberg pitched the idea as a friendly rival to Twitter. Experts say Threads could attract Twitter users who are unhappy with recent changes to the platform. But Twitter CEO Linda Yaccarino says that Twitter is often imitated and its community can never be duplicated. Threads allow users to post up to 500 characters and has many features similar to Twitter. Zuckerberg said keeping the platform friendly will ultimately be the key to its success. And finally, after a busy week, here's some interesting health-related tech news. A study suggests smartwatches might help diagnose Parkinson's disease up to seven years ahead of other symptoms. The UK Dementia Research Institute team at Cardiff University used artificial intelligence to analyze data from over 100,000 smartwatch wearers. By tracking the speed of their movement over a single week between 2013 and 2016, they were able to predict which would go on to develop Parkinson's. It is hoped that this could ultimately be used as a screening tool. But more studies comparing these findings with other data gathered around the world are needed to check how accurate it will be, the researchers say, in the Journal of Nature Medicine. That's the Double Tap News this week. I'm Grace Gawfield. Thanks, Grace. A lot to unpack from that as well, and we'll continue to do that over the next week. Really interesting story about how smartwatches can help detect Parkinson's. I mean, wow, that is quite incredible, actually, when you think about it. The capability of these uh, smartwatch technologies now is, uh, is just getting stronger and stronger, and, and the ability for it to recognise uh, symptoms ahead of time. I mean, ahead of actual symptoms showing I, up. Not just ahead of time, is it? Did she say seven years? Yeah, yeah, she she did. Uh, and one of the things Demasi and I talked about on on a show years ago, I want to say two or three years ago, is the fact that we don't know what's going to happen with all this data. But if you're wearing the Apple Watch, remember it's it passively gathering all that data, so it could help diagnose a lot of things in the future. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and of course, Twitter and Threads will continue to have that discussion. We kind of kicked off a little bit of a chat on that on uh, Friday's show, but uh, we'll get into more of that next week. And of course, with threads as well, uh, accessibility is okay. Um, my first impression is that, and one thing I don't like about it is it doesn't group together the message. So as you move through a message, you'll move through, say, the follow button, maybe the icon, maybe the uh, avatar or the, the name and then the message and then the reply button and the forward button. You do that rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, rather than it all being grouped. And you can then just use an actions menu to just swipe down and, and just move to follow or whatever you would want to. So that's the first thing. Also, no alt text option uh, as you add images. That's not going down well with a lot of people already. It's terrible. Yeah. And if you, if you do add an image, uh, good luck finding the get rid of image button. Because uh, it's just called icon. <laughs> so uh, yeah, good luck with that. Uh, so not not a great start, but then you know day one and all that. But you know it, it, you'd think it would be better off the uh, off the, off the bat than that, uh, considering you know the size of Meta, and it's not like no one talks about accessibility, right? It's not been in development for one day, right? I mean, it's no. been in development for over a year at least. So, I mean, yeah, I, so sorry, I don't think you can give them a pass on no alt text for one thing is just terrible. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's get to the conventions because that's, of course, why Michael and Damasi are still awake. Uh, well, barely still awake with us here. Um, okay, you two. You're awake. <laughs> still with us. Still awake. <laughs> no, he's snoring. You can hear him snoring. Damasi, wake up. Wake up. Um, Damasi, I want to come to you first because you did have a heck of a week. I think both of you did in terms of travel, right? Because the first thing I heard from both of you was flight delays. And that seemed to be a bit of a thread of its own at the convention. Oh, for sure. Like everybody, I think just about everybody I talked to had some sort of flight delay, especially if they were coming in on that Friday or that Saturday, uh, seemed to be delayed from all over the place. Fortunately for me, I had a direct flight and I say fortunately it was delayed by like almost two hours. 
uh, before we took off. But I didn't have the problem that a lot of people ran into, which is their initial flight was late, which means they missed their connecting flight. Right. So now you're really stuck. You know, at least I, at least once I was on a plane, I knew I was going to end up in Houston the next time it stopped. Well, at least hopefully. Yeah. And what about and that you, Michael? happened to my son today. Uh, his well, I guess yesterday. What does time mean anymore? Uh, his first flight was delayed enough that they put him on a second flight that happened to be three hours later. Me going in, I got stuck in Denver for a little while longer than I wanted to, and then got in at one a.m. on that day after I was supposed to be there. Wow. Well, uh, listen, we do, do really appreciate you uh, not just getting up to do this, but also, uh, you know, all the work you've done as well. Michael, you sent in lots of different reports. We're going to play in some of those uh, here on Double Tap Express today. Uh, Overall, your uh, thoughts on the ACB convention? Because lots of the, let's be honest, lots of the, I I see this online, a lot of talk about NFB and a lot Mm -hmm. of discussion about what happens over at NFB's convention because there are a lot more people there, it's fair to say. Mm So there's over 3,000 people there. uh, And there's maybe a, a, a... lesser number well there is a lesser number acb but you know let's talk about what's happened to acb this year what was what was your feeling about it so i i was overwhelmed with the hotel that we were at uh and that was a little complicated and then i heard the episode we got where sean was talking about the seeing ai world channel and then you guys were talking about clue and i said hey that's a tool i forgot about that i should have played around with in the hotel i used ira yeah thank you i used (laughs) ira i think i used a total of like 80 minutes of ira this week which is intense but it is a it, it's an amazing feeling to just have Ira uh, walking you through where you need to go. And, and I navigated Las Vegas airport all on my own uh, coming back without waiting for any sort of assistance. And to me, that was that that was pretty uh, freeing. Uh, the convention, I think. I think there was a lot of stuff that could have been talked about or could have been done at the convention that wasn't. Uh, A lot of it for attendees was about resolutions that they were working on voting on and stuff. And you're right. I was listening to a lot of news coming out of NFB and I'm like, huh, that that wasn't announced at ACB. Uh, But it was a great opportunity for me to meet some people, uh, one person individual, one individual particularly that I've known since 2006, but him and I have never met. And that's Kevin Reeves. I don't know if you know Kevin, but uh, that that was pretty cool to actually shake people's hands that I haven't been able to for years. So that, I guess that was a positive side. I, I definitely. I mean, because we, we've been saying recently that, you know, this um, online only uh, conferences and events, you know, they are actually really good because more people can attend those but there is something about these conferences of just meeting people right interacting with people getting to talk to people face to face that is the real um, positive i think from these conferences and it's really hard to just be social with people in a Zoom environment. Like, you can't go and say, hey, let, let's get together and order some pizza from Luminati's and, uh, you oh. know, have a couple of drinks or something. When you're on Zoom, you just have Zoom and it takes that spontaneity away. Yeah, definitely. You got the chance to meet some cool people, including uh, Sam from The Blind Life. You got a chance to uh, hook up with him. Uh, let's listen to some of that conversation. Hey, Michael, so good to finally meet you in person. Yeah, I mean, email back and forth and then meet in person. Hey, real quick, what is The Blind Life? The Blind Life started out as my YouTube channel many, many years ago, um, but it has grown into much more. It currently is one of the top YouTube channels in in the world, basically, in the blind community. It's uh, become one of the best resources for information about assistive technology for the blind, pretty much internationally. But it has also morphed into, I've got a podcast, the Blind Life Podcast, which I just launched recently. I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, I do TikToks, my YouTube, or excuse me, my website, theblindlife.net, and all kinds of things, all kinds of things. So you have some stuff on your table, so tell us a little bit about what what you're doing with the stuff here on the table, and how convention has been for you. Yeah, convention's been great. um, I'm mainly here just kind of promoting the channel and talking about what I offer through that. But I did bring some of my most popular T-shirt designs, uh, a little small sampling. I have like 50 different designs that I sell on Amazon, low vision and blind 
themed t-shirts but I brought some of my most popular ones like my Star Wars themed one that says I don't need sight I use the force (laughs) and then my my very popular low vision shirt that says I can see but I can't hashtag it's complicated I like that a hashtag is complicated (laughs) it answers the question it does it definitely does so YouTube and and you know you can record videos and post YouTube all day long do you make money off ads or do you sell stuff or how does that work I do yeah so I've been on long enough that I've gotten to that point where um, Google does send send me a little bit each month not very much but um, and then I do I do sponsored videos with companies I do product evaluations I sell my shirts I also <laughs> offer memberships on my channel so people can become a member and help support the channel that way so yeah I've got a couple different little avenues right. that, I, that I'm working <laughs> two, two more easier questions for you number one why what is the number one or close to the number one question you get asked as a YouTuber as a YouTuber um, how much do you make yeah that's one uh, of them um, gotcha yeah <laughs> okay let's 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 premise that as a blind YouTuber how about that one as a blind people people always ask if I do it all myself ah. um, in fact before you walked up I was talking to a nice couple and that was one of the questions they asked is do I do it myself or do I get help and the answer is no I do pretty much everything myself my wife does help me when I do live streams she can keep an eye on the chat because it's easier for her to monitor that but as far as recording testing the products editing posting all of that I do it all by myself that is awesome Uh, what do you use to edit I am a DaVinci Resolve guy I've never heard of that DaVinci Resolve (laughs) is becoming one of the most popular it's got a a very very powerful free version is that Windows Mac both or okay and an accessible screen reader Ah, uh, that's probably not. Uh, I haven't played around with that as much. Um, but, you know, if you go into that and, and set up your keyboard commands, you can do yep. a lot of it with your keyboard commands. Yeah, once you get it set up, I imagine it's pretty yeah. useful. Yep. Well, thanks. And, uh, Sam, one last thing. How can people reach out to you if they're interested in learning more about your videos? Easiest thing, literally, you can Google The Blind Life. You'll find pretty much all of my stuff there. But YouTube, it's The Blind Life, or excuse me, YouTube.com slash The Blind Life. Ooh, look at that fancy domain. (laughs) Yeah, and check out the website, theblindlife.net. Yeah, really good to hear from Sam on the Blind Life channel and uh, talking to you there, Michael. That was cool. Um, Damasi, you know, from a tech point of view, of course, the reason a lot of uh, blind people like to go to these conventions is because they can get hands-on with new tech in places, that, you know, in ways that they just can't do back home. Uh, there just aren't the places, you know, unless it's perhaps a local fair or a local exhibition that's going on. So, you know, from your perspective at NFB, what kind of tech did you manage to get your hands on once you got away from the AT guy's desk for five minutes, obviously. So here is the unfortunate truth of the matter is I really never got to get away from the AT guy's booth. Really? Which from a business standpoint is great for AT (laughs) guys. Uh, Brilliant. For getting hands-on stuff and coming back to talk to you all about it, it was terrible. I did get about (laughs) 10 or 15 minutes to walk around and I tried to get to orbit. Uh, They they, they had a huge line uh, there. Uh, I did actually put hands on the Victor Reader 3 uh, at Humanware. I know that's a topic that has been, you know, covered Mm. thoroughly up to this point. But I did finally get to put my hands on it. So that was cool. Uh, As I mentioned, I talked to uh, I talked to Barry and Diane from Blind Show USA after we were closing up Exhibit Hall. Uh, two tables that I did get to stop by were Blind Girl Magic, and uh, they spoke to me about their book, The Right to Heal, uh, which has several stories from, uh, I believe it's just females uh, or women, um, about their, their successes in life and overcoming. And I also went by a just random table that I just stopped by called Dot Shop, and they had you know some cool little Braille t-shirts and mugs and tumbler glasses and things with different little braille sayings on them so those are only the places that i actually got to get to everywhere else when in that 15 minute break that i did actually have was uh pretty much a huge long line so didn't get there oh that's a shame but you took a 15 minute break uh, does jj know about this i mean was, <laughs> was that sanctioned at all it, it actually was he was like man go and see what you could try to do before they close <laughs> up for the last day <laughs> yeah yeah you, you could have a break or just go do some you know work somewhere else that would yeah. be excellent <laughs> yes
Um, Michael, you know, Damasi talks about some of the stalls and the, the, especially in the exhibition halls where you could buy lots of, it seems T-shirts were very popular and T-shirts with designs on it. And you had a chance to talk to uh, Trisha from Blind Girl Designs. Let's listen to uh, that conversation. Blind Girl Designs is an apparel company. We do T-shirts and hoodies and tote bags and aprons and dresses and cardigans but okay. the thing that i'm really known for um is all of the prints that i have on the t-shirts hoodies aprons um and tote bags and that is all of the prints include either white canes in them or mm-hmm. they have braille in them okay so, yeah. so white canes or braille do you do anything with guide dogs or yes except for sorry i didn't get to that one <laughs> we do have i love my guide dog and uh-huh. um that has a big labrador retriever paw print and the center of it with a big heart it says i love my guide Oh. Yeah, so we definitely do. And we actually have I Love My Cat now, okay. which has a white cane in it. And now we actually have people asking, okay, I just have a regular dog, so I want a T-shirt. So we'll be working on that going forward as Something well. Something says I Love My Dog in I general. I Love My Dog. I said, yeah. okay, well, we have I Love My Cat, so that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, do you guys have different – I have not felt her shirt yet, just full transparency. Yeah. Are they different textures? or? Yes. We have um, ones that are really colorful, bright uh-huh. colorful, that are a vinyl print that are slightly tactile. And then this year, new, we have Puff Ink, which is very, very tactile. And you can feel, literally feel everything on the T-shirt. Like a, the white canes printed on the T-shirt are really raised in tactile. And we have um, Braille. And we have a Braille alphabet that's uh, A through Z, the alphabet. And uh-huh. uh, I drew a heart around it. And uh, it looks kind of like lacy. It's very pretty. Okay. And, uh, of course, it's 3D, so you can read the Braille on it. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And and it's just the alphabet in Braille? That's the, the first one I just did, yes, was the alphabet in Braille. That's exciting. And uh, we have sizes small through 5XL in uh, unisex sizing in our T-shirts and our hoodies. Gotcha. So you can you can support people who might like McDonald's a little too That's much. That's exactly right. No <laughs> problem. 100%. And, and if I wanted to get more information about Blind Girl Designs, what's the best way to get get in contact with you um you can go to our website uh www.blindgirldesigns.com mm-hmm. or our phone number is 862-448-1011 perfect and do you have an email address by chance trisha t-r-i-c-i-a at blindgirldesigns.com yeah, thanks for the dig on the McDonald's. I know you were aiming that at me, Babcock. I know that. It's not nice. No comment. Yeah, yep, no exactly. Comment I was just going to let it run. <laughs> uh, listen, stick around. We're going to talk more about the tech that you saw, including uh, the Oco app that everyone's talking about. Very exciting. And also, we're going to hear about a company selling uh, their own line of displays, Braille displays and embossers. That was really interesting because we get the chance to hear about another Braille Windows computer. All that on the way next on Double Tap. It's Double Tap Express. Keep your feedback coming. Feedback at doubletaponair.com. 1877-803-4567. We continue after this break. Connect with the Double Tappers on social media now, on Twitter and Facebook at Double Tap On Air, and on Mastodon at Double Tap. Yeah, we're not talking about social media today. No, I'm not interested. We could have done a whole show on the Twitter fiasco this week and uh, threads coming to life. But, you know, I think we'll save that because, honestly, it's been a bigger week in Blind World with all the... Interesting tech stories. Now, of course, in Double Tap News, we had about some of the new announcements from Humanware. We had about updates to JAWS that are coming out. Michael, you had a chance to uh, get a bit more of a walk around than Damasi did, uh, because clearly you weren't working hard enough at your actual job. Uh, I guess JJ will have something to say about that when you get back. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll keep that for another day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, about, uh, what about your experience at ACB? What did you find as you were walking about? So I, yeah, didn't uh, apparently work that much when I, when I listened to this, I'm like, huh, what was I actually what doing? What were you see, doing there? See, see, here's the secret though. Almost all of these people were within two stalls of, or booths of mine. And, uh, the people who I think we're going to talk to or hear from in the very near future were diagonal from me. And several times, probably two or three times during the week, I said, Hey, I'm going to catch an interview with you. And so we just got him right as I came in or right as I left. Um, so hang on. Well, so 
are you saying get... are you saying the trick is that if you want to get an interview with Michael or Damasi, make sure your booth is next to AT yes. guys. That's the yeah. That's the way no to do it. No more than ten meters away. Yes. No more than ten meters. Absolutely. Yep. That gives you yep. the most coverage. See? See, I'm pretty sure Demasi talked to Way Around, and they were right next door. See, mm -hmm. uh, we, we both worked the same way. <laughs> I will say I did get to put my hands on. I didn't get to hear it because this is kind of funny. Uh, well, I think it's funny. They probably didn't. But Saturday, apparently someone dropped the orbit speak that uh, Guide Lights and Gadgets had. And <gasps> so it was no longer talking. Uh, but I did get to put my hands on during a presentation that they were doing when the exhibit hall was closed. Um, and I'm really intrigued by this device. At first, I wasn't. But... Uh, it is about the same. It's a little bit thicker than the Orbit Rider for people who may have seen that. And it's a little bit um, a little bit wider as well. And here's the thing. It has a power button on it on the left side. Now, uh, that might sound like a little thing, but if you've ever used the Orbit Rider, you have to press and hold the up and down arrow keys to wait for a little vibration to make sure that that's the short vibration in order to turn it on. And this is you press the power button and turn it on, which oh. is a awesome concept. So I'm really intrigued by it. Um, <laughs> it felt quite uh, nice in the hands as well, the, the unit that I was able to play with. And it looks like they are using Google Voice Google text-to-speech voices for it. Mm, so overall, you're impressed, right? I mean, okay, I know it's, it's, it's early days and you, it's very hard to get a sense of a device like this, especially yeah. in that kind of environment. But is this something you would actually buy? See, that's where I'm torn by because I also got to play with a friend. Well, actually, I know three friends that bought the Sense Player from Hims as well. And I was playing with their Sense Player because JJ doesn't pay me enough because I don't work enough for him to be able to let me buy that's one the of problem, these. That's the problem, Michael. If you just, exactly. just applied yourself worked every once in a while, so you commission. know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, I, I, I think this is a really crowded space and, and I don't know what's going to happen with this um i may or may not buy one i do know that if you're interested in it you can go to godlights and gadgets and they will take a, your name and phone number down and they're talking about september starting to do orders for this device so you can put your name down as someone who's interested and then september they'll call to capture payment information so that way they can get this shipped out so it sounds like they're targeting early october is is the impression that that I got. As we all know, that can change though. So that's that's what they were talking about at the presentation on Thursday. And no, any Wednesday. idea on price? Yeah, yeah, yes. Um, <laughs> any, any idea on price yet? Because we, uh, we're, yeah, he we're hearing rumors about $500, but is that is that right? Uh, so the number that was thrown around, and of course this can change. So they're going to have two different models, and this is kind of interesting. Oh, yeah, they're yeah. going to have the standard version of it for five forty nine between five forty nine and six twenty nine, okay. and this is not going to include the book reader features, um, and and uh, there's going to be no MP three player features as well. Um, and those are going to be in the elite model, which I believe may have some alternative text to speech options as well, and they're targeting that at. Six, uh, 79 to five, uh, 729. Um, and if you buy the original version, so just the standard version, they did say that it will have Wi-Fi compatibility so they can push an update uh, over, they expect to be able to push an update over the air using Wi-Fi to update you to the elite version from the standard or or I think that's the name that they were giving. Hang on, so hang on, wait, 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 hang on. Whoa, 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 that doesn't make any sense. So you, you, you buy it as standard, but you can get a Wi-Fi upgrade to make it elite yep why would you spend the extra money then because you want to unlock the book player features and you want to unlock the additional that, voices that they're looking at giving you and get that those update extra isn't features free. You're, you're paying for the update it's yeah. a software yeah, lock, you're paying basically. you still have to pay for the update so you'll call oh, them and say I hey see. i want to upgrade my device they get whatever information they need you give them your credit card number and then they unlock that feature so that way you can upgrade it right but you don't have to send it in so is that sort of like what they're doing with the, jeez, man, it's been a long week, Envision glasses, <laughs> uh, where you can buy in at those at a specific level, and then if you pay more to unlock the higher tier, it's just basically a software update, yep. right? 
We're okay. seeing this in so many different sectors now. I mean, in the car industry especially, you, you know, it's basically the yeah. hardware is all there. It's just locked out by software and you pay to mm. access that. Yep. I'm not sure how I feel about that, I'll be honest. Or you jailbreak it, right? You could jailbreak He's very We're tired. Him. Yeah, is tired. You, it's, 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 yeah, he's, exactly. he's delusional. He doesn't know what he's saying. <laughs> he's not going to be happy about this at all. Um, no, look, I mean, the, the thing is, though, I don't know why you would want to lock out those features at that point. I mean, it seems like the price point isn't drastic enough. We're not saying between five and, and say, $1,000 to give you these features. So why not just have one device? I don't, I mean, I can understand why you, okay, I understand why you create two tiers. I get that. But it doesn't make any sense at that level, surely. It feels like, you know, if you're buying that device, what what can you do with it on its own? Uh, I mean, is it essentially just a glorified orbit writer at that point as a standard? With That's, speech? Is that it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I, that. That sounds about right. And of course, I haven't heard it, so I don't know what these, uh, what the actual options are and stuff like that. But that's what it sounds like. Can I just say, okay, we're seeing a lot of this, as you said, it's getting to be a crowded market, right? So there's obviously a demand for this. When are we going to see just a QWERTY standard Bluetooth keyboard with a Windows PC built into it and a pair of speakers? I mean, wouldn't that solve mm. everyone? I mean, it's running Windows. You can run whatever you want on it. It's portable. It, this hardware is particularly cheap. Uh, why are we not seeing that? Well, there have been versions of that Where? come out. Well, I, I remember there was a few versions. I mean, I know Where? there's the Raspberry Pi option, which is not that, but you, it, it shows it can be done. And you can definitely get that kind of thing. If you go onto eBay or whatever, you can find plenty of versions that are coming out from China. But the problem is that these technologies are, are very low power PC. So, you know, that's one issue. Um, well, aside from the incredibly high performance of one of these devices. Oh, well, we don't know, right? We don't know yet. Sorry. Yeah, okay, it's not running an Intel i9. I get that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's a book reader or it's a note taker. It doesn't need that much power. It's like a Chromebook in that sense. Yes, but just run it in Windows, in a low-performance Windows. I mean, and you can do all that as well. Low-performance not... Windows. I'm sold. No, 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 I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying it. You don't have to run an i5, i7, i9 or anything like that in, 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 to, to, to run those sort of programs, to listen to Audible, to uh, do your word processing or calendar or email. And you could do that in Windows. I, I, anyway, sorry, I'm, I'm going down a different line here. I just, I just would I was, really I was, like to see that. I was definitely intrigued by this device, but I kind of feel... It depends on what the offer is. I would want all the features, and I just feel like, why am I paying extra for them? I, I thought that was the whole point of the device. So I don't know. I mean, I think well, you're you right. Get your I think... basic features. You just don't get the book reader, and I'm sure there's some others there as well. Yeah, I'm sure there's others there as well, and mm -hmm. and you're also for these paying for the interface too, the the up and down navigation and the ability to use dots one three space to go to the first option and and that configuration. Yeah, but what about the, I mean, what about things like the, the Orbit Reader in this case? I mean, you know, would that be more, I mean, it doesn't have speech output, but I mean, I would, it's funny when, you, when it says it's a book reader, I think to myself, would I use this as a book reader with speech out? Maybe I would, I don't know. But that's an excellent point. I I'd want even... a real display, right? Yeah, it, you would. It sort of seems like what they're going for here, at least, you know, kind of my understanding of it is the lower you know standard model is for those who kind of want what the orbit writer is except with speech and that's all they want uh and i think there's a market for that because and it's a note taker right and, and right. that's, that's what has, the original real yeah, speech like was basic, yeah. yeah it has like some basic features built into it yeah. uh with, with that speech output right but it's a very lightweight portable device uh, for those comfortable with Braille. And I think those higher tier features, sort of like what they've done here. And again, you know, Sean said this before, we're seeing this across the industry in more and more places. Hems did this with the Sense Player, right? There's two different, you know, versions of the Sense Player that you can mm -hmm. buy. I don't, I'm not certain that they're controllable by software upgrades. I think there's actual hardware differences. Yeah, the OCR with the cameras and, yeah. Right, right. So I think we're starting to see that and... My grasp of what Orbit is trying to do, both here with the reader, not the reader to speak, and the um, the Optima. Somebody tell me if that's right for yeah, the yeah, laptop yeah. device. Yeah, like so, they're trying to give some variation of options uh, to 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 make it available to people. And I, like you, Stephen, I still am curious to see what the final product, what the shipping product is going to be like, and what the differences are going to be there for that price.
Yeah, definitely. Um, speaking of uh, Braille, uh, Braille displays and embosses were on show as well, and a company I'd never heard of until now, Irie AT. Uh, Michael got the chance to talk to those guys to find out what they do. Irie AT, we provide assistive technology for the blind and visually impaired. So what I have with me today is I have some handheld video magnifiers. I've also got a little bit larger one. It's a portable one called the Cloverbook Pro, which is probably our most popular unit. And the unique feature that it... Um, has in it is a split screen feature so it can do distance and near view simultaneous oh so it's great for students or professionals you know working in a environment where they need to use both okay so we also do have some refreshable braille on the table in front of you we are carrying now the euro braille line which is a french company mm-hmm. so we have the b note 40 that you have your hands on right there that's our 40 cell display okay they also do have a 20 cell mm-hmm. as well as a 64 and an 80 cell oh wow and then that 32 cell note taker right there is a pretty standard size yeah and one of the unique features about it is that it's running Windows OS, not Android. Oh, okay. So you can install Duxbury, Microsoft Office, our Braille embossers, which I haven't mentioned yet. You can install their Windows printer driver on it and emboss directly from it. So we're kind of excited about it. And in addition to that being Windows, it has the Bing search um, engine in it, so it allows you to have chat, chat GPT. That is awesome. I like these uh, uh, arrow keys on the ends of it instead of the panning keys on the front, personally. Yeah, yeah. so you'll have the arrow keys, and you'll notice right above that you also have a joystick, which okay. is kind of like your up, down, left, right arrow, yeah. arrow keys. Yeah. And then above the Perkins-style keyboard, you have some QWERTY function keys. So from oh. left to right, let me try to remember this, we have escape, we have tab, shift, or caps lock, and then you have alt, control, and I believe the final one is your context menu or right-click function. That's awesome, because that's one of the things I have a problem with is memorizing what what's that braille command to do, alt, right. tab, and stuff like that. Right, right. So these are new. Mm-hmm. Um, being also that they're European, I believe they have a three-year warranty rather than most note-takers or displays that have just a one-year warranty. And what are we looking at for prices on the 32? So it is uh, 5700 Okay. With built-in windows. That's not horrible. Yeah, I, I like yeah. that. And does the 40 also have built-in windows or just the 32 it here? It does not. Yeah. Okay. This is the, the 40 cell is just a uh, display. So it does have a note-taking app on it, but mm-hmm. it's not a full-blown note-taker. Gotcha. So we also do our bread and butter is Braille embossers. Ah. So we carry the Irie embossers, our own brand, as well as the View Plus embossers. We're the master distributor here in the U.S. Okay. And one of the unique features about our embossers is that we can do variable dot heights with our tactile graphics up to eight different dot heights. Wow. So we can do much more detailed graphics than our competition. Ah, okay. And can people read about those on your guys' website? Absolutely. If you go to our website, which is www.irie-at, as an assistive technology, .com, you can find out all of our stuff on there. And if you also have any questions, you can reach out to me at sales, S-A-L-E-S, at irie-at. Com. And again, my name is Cody Mitchell. And if you prefer to just chat over the phone and have any questions, you can also reach me directly at 541-257-1032. And do you guys ship internationally? We do. We Perfect. Ship internationally. We also ship, we have free shipping anywhere here in the U.S. too. And apparently also in Alaska as well, which he uh, goes on to ask, <laughs> didn't you, Michael? Um, I wanted to play that in because I thought that was a really interesting thing there about the, the Windows uh, computer, essentially, with the Braille uh, keyboard, the Braille display in there as well. Um, we're starting to see more of this come out, but interestingly, he talked about some of the things it could do, but he didn't really get into the specs of it too much. He didn't, and it's only Windows 10, and it's my understanding that they're working on an upgrade to Windows 11, but I don't know if that means that that device can be upgraded to 11 or not, and that, that can be slightly concerning for sure. Yeah, it's just, I think it's, it's back to Sean's point about why can't they do this. I mean, it, maybe it's just the cost. Maybe the cost of creating a computer that is, you know, so small, so portable, with even with a QWERTY keyboard or a Perkins keyboard, I don't think the actual keyboard itself makes much of a difference in terms of cost. We had this discussion over the past couple of weeks regarding Braille, right? Um, it's not the, the keyboard that necessarily dictates the cost so much. It's the hardware inside. But the question for me is, if I'm spending 5700 bucks on this thing, I want it to last me a long time. And yeah. what is the hardware in this? What is it capable of? What can it do? Can I, can I run my Audacity projects in there? Can I, you know, can I, can I, I mean, yeah, okay, I can use Bing Chat. That's cool. Great. I can do that on my phone. So that's crossed off. But, you know, I can't do my big audio edit projects. I can't sit and write all my, my show notes the way I want to on there. So... 
you know, it's that kind of thing. It's like, you know, you kind of feel whenever you whenever you buy this kind of kit, this specialist kit, either from these guys or anybody, anybody else, you always feel like you're leaving three generations behind in every mm. single occasion. It's like whatever you're walking out the door with, it's not necessarily, you know, they always say that when you buy a new car, whenever you, as soon as you drive it off the forecourt, that's it. It's, you know, it's diminished value. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's diminished value before you even walked out the store. <laughs> because the hardware in it has already diminished, you know, and, and that's a worry, especially when you're spending that well, level of money. That's why there's so much interest in the Optima, though, right? I mean, that's the first laptop we've seen with a built-in Braille display, which is running current technology. And the, the hope is that it will be, you know, almost like your standard desktop computer, but with that extra functionality, the um, modularity of it, being able to update things, upgrade things. Hopefully that will come close to solving that problem. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, now, look, Michael, you also got a chance, and we've got so many bits of audio from you this week that we can't fit them all into the show this week. Um, but we are, we have, of course, played them all in over the entire week. So if you have missed any of the episodes through the week, go back and listen to our full convention coverage. Our show started from Tuesday this week because of Canada Day on Monday. We were off on the Monday, so our coverage started from Tuesday. In case you look at the feed and you think, They've missed a day. We haven't. Uh, we we would have come on air, but, you know, Mr. F said no. So, you know, he's in charge. God bless you, Mr. F. So uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> we, um, we're on air from Tuesday. So you can check it out from Tuesday to Friday. There's convention coverage in there and all of Michael's reports as well. Damasi's reports as well uh, from uh, the NFB. Uh, Damasi, uh, give us some final thoughts then, because I know you're about to leave. You're about to head home. Uh, other than please get me back to my bed as soon as humanly possible. I can't take it anymore. How are you feeling? Um, so generally the feeling I got here this year is that people were very excited. Uh, there are some resolutions that went on. That was a lot of the chatter about some of the resolutions. And AI was very big here. Uh, just from, you know, random conversations I had with people in elevators and in the halls and things like that. Uh, my feeling is that it, it was overall a very good convention. Um. I had a pretty good time. I just unfortunately could not work out timing with other people to make interviews and such happen. So we're still working on getting some of that scheduled. But generally, I felt like it was good. There was a lot of traffic in the exhibit hall, which means a lot of people got hands on with not just products that I was trying to sell them, but, you know, plenty of other things that, you know, as you said, Stephen, people don't really get the opportunity to put hands on before they're trying to, you know, invest anywhere between, you know, four to five hundred bucks up to several thousand dollars for some of this technology without having getting hands on it. And, you know, not everybody has Amazon's return policies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and that's so true. That is so true. And that's a major problem, right? That, you know, we, we can't just go in. We can't just buy it off Amazon and send it back within 30 days. That's not feasible. Um, you were obviously the AT guy standing, like you say, it was extremely busy there. What kind of products were people buying? I mean, your organization, your company sells lots of different products, but what were people most interested in? We sold a lot of speakers, Bluetooth speakers. Uh, we sold a lot of the shocks, uh, bone conducting headphones, the three different models that we carry. Uh, sold several open com, which are the ones with the microphone on the side, the boom arm microphone, give you better audio quality. And a lot of the accessible power banks. Uh, I, I was happy at least that I didn't over overship those down here for a convention uh and then the bluetooth folding keyboard i think those were the most popular products that we had uh that were just consistently selling uh and blind shell uh a bit of news i think you guys probably have touched upon this but we actually had the blind shell still at 489 so we sold a few of those because uh, our price has not gone up and does not go up until after the end of this convention week now, that's interesting because I was hearing a rumor that the Blanchell Classic pricing had gone up. Uh, do we know what the new price is? It is five twenty nine uh, as of July 1st. Uh, we worked it out because we, we already had planned to have them here at convention as well as at ACB uh, to keep our price at 489 until after the conventions were over, uh, just to give people that last chance opportunity to save a little money. Yeah, that's brilliant. 
Uh, and, and Michael, from your point of view, similar, I imagine, because I mean, you were also in the AT guy stand at the ACB convention. Lots of people getting interested. I, I saw, I saw lots of comments on Mastodon. People talking about the Tribit uh, Bluetooth speaker they clearly have been buying yep. from you. Uh, totally yep. can understand why people want to to get their hands on these. And I think, <laughs> I think there's also a bit more. Some more, there's certainly more credibility, of course, but but there's a lot of credibility rests on your shoulders at a company like yours because you guys are are sort of almost like ticking these products off, right? You're not just selling a Bluetooth speaker that you know you can get on Amazon and maybe you're selling it a bit cheaper or whatever. You're selling something that you know will work for blind people. Right. We we focus on the customer experience to be able to say, hey, if you purchase this from us, you can either figure it out quickly or you can give us a call and we can help you with it. Like Demasi mentioned, the folding Bluetooth keyboard sold a lot more than I thought they would. Uh, that one kind of caught me off guard um, and, and was nice to see. And then we got a new product called the Slinger, which is an adjustable lanyard. And I, when we first got it, I'm like, oh, no one's really going to want to buy these. But those seem to be pretty popular as well. Yeah, and no wonder, right? Because again, these are the kind of things, yes, you can maybe buy them when you get home and that's fine, but there's something cool about just buying something. I know if I came there, I'd spend an absolute fortune. Yeah. I know what I'd be like. I'd <laughs> be like, come away with something. I'd, yes. be, I'd be buying T-shirts. I'd be buying that T-shirt with a dog on it because I know my wife would like that. So, you know, I'd be coming <laughs> home with that. I, I did, I've got a shopping list developing in my head. It would cost me probably more than the flight back to... <laughs> well. To, here's to spend here's the good news for you, Stephen. You can just jump on over to Florida next summer, yep. and you can hit NFB and ACB in the same state. Oh, well, there you go. That, that works for me. Right, Sean? That's our plan next year, right? Yep. I'm going to buy a very big suitcase to bring that stuff back. I want a dress with I love cats on it. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> a dress. I just fancy it. You want to wear a dress? I will say with the Florida heat. I'm a big heat, fella. I was going to say the Florida heat. That might not be a bad idea. Actually, I need a moo moo. Yes, I, I, I would happily wear a dress. <laughs> I mean, I can. I'm Scottish. I can wear one and call it a kilt. So, it kind of works for me. Um, just to say, just Damasi, you mentioned shocks. It used to be known as aftershocks. Uh, they've now uh-huh. seemed to drop the after for some reason, and now it's just shocks. But uh, yeah, that was interesting because I saw a new product that they've got out called the Open Fit. I think it's called. And this yes. is the perfect, the perfect Bluetooth uh, bone conduction headset for me because it uh, doesn't have that band around the back of your head. It's two separate devices, one oh. for each ear. So it goes over the ear and just sits over your ear. So you don't have oh, that. cool. Yeah, I know, because every time I buy one of these things, I'm like, my head's too big. I can't, I just can't get comfortable. <laughs> Head like a horse. Yeah, it's exactly. Funny. I was talking about this just yesterday with my partner and she said exactly the same thing she bought a pair of $15 uh, earbuds from Amazon because she was saying when I'm led down I, I don't like the feel of the band behind my head there you this go. is the perfect answer yeah, I saw them on Amazon last night, and I'm like, oh, what, 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 what? So that's probably going to end up coming. They come in black and beige, by the way. Just, just saying. Oh, beige! And beige. It's like being in the '80s PC world again. Oh, exactly. I love it. <laughs> I could go. I could go yeah. with your compact PC. Yes. <laughs> uh, listen, guys, thank you so much for everything you've done this week. I know, Damasi, you've been so busy, and I really do appreciate your time and effort getting in touch with us through the week as well. Uh, Michael, same to you as well. Uh, best of uh, luck getting home, Michael. For you, of course, you are home. So go, take it easy, relax, to sleep and yes. get back to work on Monday. You deserve it, you yeah. two. Well um, done. That's it for us this week. Uh, don't forget, you can check out all of our episodes on the podcast. You can uh, also keep in touch with us as well on social media. And you can drop us an email, feedback at doubletaponair.com. Call us 1-877-803-4567 and leave us a voicemail. We are back on Monday talking about blind people in space. Oh. That's true. Yeah, and it's true. It's true. On Monday. Bye. Bye. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.